Hi everybody out there in internet land. This is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. A thousand years ago, okay, more like two, I met a fellow named Andy Orem, who works, I believe, in Evansville, Indiana. Yes. Okay. And you work as a, tell me what your job is, your day job. So I'm a patient care tech in a hospital. Awesome. So basically like a nurse's aide, more or less. Cool. All right. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is I wanted to learn about, or I wanted you to tell folks what the world is like in a post-COVID COVID world in where you live, basically. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll say right now in this part of the world, it's not too bad. And um, COVID isn't just running rampant like it was about a year ago. A year ago when we were really in the thick of it, um, that was a challenging time. Um, and that was a lot. That was more of what, you know, I guess when you hear about COVID is more what comes to mind. Um, but now in this post-COVID land, um, we don't, up here, we don't have as much, as many cases, uh, the number of it, the number of hospitalizations, um, it's calmed down in this area. Um, okay. My, uh, knowledge of Indiana is a little sketchy, um, as far as geography wise. How far are you from Metro Indianapolis or are you in Metro Indianapolis? No. Okay. I, oh, Evansville is at like the, how Indiana looks like a boot. Okay. We are at the toe of the boot. Okay. And Indianapolis is more in the northern part of the state. Yeah. Indianapolis is like dead center almost. It's a little little south of center, but it's right at center. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, um, which, which you know, Evansville is, it's we're behind Fort Wayne and Indianapolis as far as like sizes, like populations of cities go in Indiana. So. Okay. Let me, okay. Let me ask you a question real fast. Um. When did you become aware of COVID? I know you told me this like a couple of years ago on air, but when did you become aware of COVID? Um, I feel like I'd known about it from the onset. I, I keep up with the news and I remember hearing about like the initial outbreak in the Wuhan facility and then, you know, just watching it go from there. And, um, you know, it was almost kind of interesting to watch it develop, you know, cause we'd never lived through it. Um, I don't want to do another one, but you know, watching it, watching it in China spreading as fast as it was, knowing that it was eventually going to hit the United States was kind of weird to sit and watch. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, One of the things for me that was weird is I, I live in Metro Atlanta, which is a, you know, relatively big place, Um, relatively speaking. Right. But. I think we had like George's one of George's first major outbreaks was actually in uh, Albany or Valdosta or somewhere like that, uh, which is in the southern part of the state. Pretty remote. Yeah, I've been to Valdosta before. Yeah, I, I had a buddy that, okay. went, that went to school there. <laughs> yeah, the state that's where it used to be um, when I was going to college. That's that's where the state of Georgia pretty much decided you were going to go get your library science degree was, I think was at Valdosta state. So yeah. Yeah. Lots of people. Right. Did that. Um, 
It's also on the way to uh, Florida. There's a highway that runs through there on the way to Florida. Mm. Um, so compare and contrast, I, I'm sure you have COVID folks showing up at your hospital today. Um, compare and we contrast do. what it's like now versus what it was like. Um, you know, first, okay, let me, I mean, you and I have an idea of like my understanding of when the COVID pandemic air quotes started uh, is March 14th of 2020. And I know that because that's when the NBA closed up. So middle America, uh, pretty much that's when <laughs> middle America figured it out. But, but, you know, right. I actually went to dinner with a buddy of mine that night. And the memory I have is we were driving, trying to find a place and there were already places closed, like places closed early. And it wasn't really that late. Yeah. So I, I think there were some people that pretty much thought, okay, this is getting pretty, we need to, you know, pay attention. Um, but anyway, like while we were at supper, um, everybody's phone went off to give the news alert that the NBA closed up. That's right. literally a memory I have. The entire dining room of this place, everybody's phone blew up at the same time. <laughs> um, it, it well, was that's wild. Um, actually. So to me, like that's when it started. But when do you, th you think it kind of stopped when the, when the, when the vaccines became more widely available, which was what a year later? basically yeah definitely i'd say there was i'd say it probably calmed down it probably took maybe nine months a year after the vaccines released for things to calm down i'd say, say. okay um and because you know um a lot of eyes were on covid in this area because evansville is a air quotes big city but it has a really small town feel to it mm -hmm. still still which is like the appeal to it um and so i remember when, when we got our first covid case like it was like big news around here like all the local papers had it in like you know like my parents mm -hmm. live close and like mm -hmm. in a small town and you know it's big news over there like um mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that that was I don't know for me that was when I first saw it. Um, like it was around here because it was a big deal. It made a lot of news. Yeah. Um, I remember and knowing what I now know about the standard of care in this country for like if you you know elite people versus regular folks versus you know whatever. Um, people even after COVID, to use a hockey term or a media term, dropped. You know, after COVID came out, basic for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, people in this town really didn't take it seriously until, or as seriously, until there was like a Marlins player who came through Atlanta, and he ended up getting COVID, and he had to go to Grady, and Grady is not, you know, the best, um, in terms of like amenities, it's right. not like the best stylish hospital right it's pretty good standard of care but in terms of like you don't get your spa treatment yeah you know, 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, people, like, literally going, oh, boy, this is for real. If he's a millionaire athlete, he's got COVID, let's pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) No, in this area, people didn't and still don't give a fuck about COVID, honestly. Like, people, it was a big deal and it happened, but I... (laughs) We're, I, I live in the in in the heart of like, as some would call oh, Trump country. Yeah. Um, so and uh, so, I mean, all through this entire time, I and mean, we've had people that are, you know, on, you know, can't breathe on, you know, all this oxygen. And they're like, I'd rather die than get the shot. Like, <laughs> like, that's like things I've been told. Well, so, okay, um, that's one of the reasons. So it's pretty wild. And I mean, even just uh, okay. just last week, I mean, someone um was getting vaccines and he was very adamant. They were very adamant that they do not receive the COVID vaccine. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you because I mean, you are a healthcare worker in a place where, or in an area where a lot of people honestly don't think this is real. And you and I have a relationship to where we can kind of talk about it. And so I wanted you to talk about that for the universe yeah so um (laughs) so tell me like and i'm i'm the same way man like when i say like people i mean like the people that we're gonna care about covid i don't mean like everybody i mean like the people that we're gonna care about it that's when they started to care right was like oh okay this guy got it all right okay (laughs) no yeah now it's a big deal like you know healthy people can get it it's not just uh yeah you know yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, but but around here, it just felt like people didn't really, uh, yeah, they didn't take it seriously, or like even if they got it, it was like, well, I just got the flu this year. Like they just looked at it as the, you know, like right on the same level. Um, but they, you know, they get their flu Other vaccine. Other than uh, a certain political decision that was made by certain people, uh, why do you think somebody would confuse or would I don't want to say confuse, but why do you think somebody would assume COVID was the flu or similar to the flu? Yeah. And I, and I want to be upfront. Um, like I, I have, I don't care as far as, you know, especially on the job, like political affiliation, things like that. Like that doesn't yeah. ma- matter, you know, just, uh, so, um, and you know, I mean, I've had, you know, great relationships with people and then found out that they, or like an anti-vaxxer and it's, you know, so it happens like, you know, I, I just want to be clear on that, that, you know, I have no bias in my heart right there, but, um, but why do you, <laughs> I, I, but I think, I think part of it, I think it's, uh, I think media is, has a lot to do with it. Um, there's a lot of false information out there and I think people are especially susceptible to it when it's in an esoteric field, like the medical field or, um, a field like maybe if like if we were to talk about coding, like how that would sound or how you hear everybody in Congress talk about like Facebook and mm. iPhones, like they just don't really have the have an understanding yeah. in in things. And I feel like the media can really do that because, you know, things that I don't know mm. about, like if I see it on the news, like, you know, all right. Yeah, that yeah. seems legit. Yeah. You know, I mean, with with a lot of mundane stuff. So. Um, you know, unless you're just always vigilant, uh, and it's, it's hard to have time to be vigilant, you know, we're out here trying to live our lives, you know, get by and, you know, especially, yeah, you know, people were losing jobs through the pandemic and you have all these other things going on and 
people don't have time. You know, they're they just want to watch whatever news they watch, get their information and make the their best decision for their life. They can on that. And and I I thought about, you know, in the past two years or even before that, I thought about, well, honestly, what news do I consume? If I had to say, like, what actual news do I consume? Right. I I can't. Right. I listen to a lot of newsy podcasts, like I know a lot of news sort of podcast things, or like I'll read, you know, I'll read like the Washington Post, some of the Washington Post, New York Times, something like that. But do I know, right. for example, what's happening one town over? No, honestly, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> honestly, but also like the thing <laughs> I ran into is like because, you know, earlier in my life, I used to I was real deeply involved in, in history. So I was in like the cutting edge understanding of, you know, what why did this happen or why did that happen? But I think a lot of people out there honestly don't didn't really have the understanding that experts can differ like they can disagree or people can change their mind or like an expert can change their mind like i remember and i know you remember this i remember when they said you don't need to wear a mask and then they said oh no but you do (laughs) you know (laughs) right yeah yeah you know honestly yeah, it's 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 yeah, people it's like everything has to be very black and white. And if they said something one time, you're locked into that forever. Like period. Yeah. Everybody is like, and like uh, you look, it's frustrating and a little, a little immature well, to think I mean, like it that. Is and it also isn't like, for, OK, here's a non-political one. Right. Andy, is wine healthy for you? Yes or no? <laughs> Uh, did you, did you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. There, there's, there's great area <laughs> though. See what I'm saying? Like, honestly. Right, right. Um. So yeah, what I mean, I know you don't have any data in front of you, or you might because it's Google. But what percentage would you say of your town or your area is vaccinated right now? Would you say, or do you know? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'd say probably around 50%, maybe a little bit more, maybe, maybe higher because I have a pretty large, there's a few large hospital systems in the area that all the jobs there, a lot of the employers in the area made vaccines mandatory for a lot of their workers. So I'm sure that's, it's probably over 50%. Um, for the average person, I probably say, I mean, Indiana is 56 percent as a whole so i mean probably right along the line in that maybe a little lower just because um just how this area leans in its opinions well let me which is fine you you know let me point out something in my discussions with people both in my family and friends but also folks around the country around the world honestly um i've discovered kind of the opposite of what we think the meme is you know, where you could be a boomer and you had a pretty decent science education that you kind of remember from high school. And plus like maybe your brother had polio or, or like your cousin or whoever. Right. So you're like, okay, let me get vaccinated. Right. Okay. Sure. 
even if you're on Facebook yelling about it, you're still like, okay, let me go get vaccinated. But your kid, who's like in his 40s, he might not be vaccinated. That's what I've noticed. Just that that's fair it's really cool that you bring that up because i've seen a lot of the same yeah. thing honestly it's it's more i'd say it's more middle-aged people that are that would be more apt to refuse the vaccine because a, a lot of the older ones uh, polio gets brought up a lot in yeah. conversation yeah, they, remember. they remember like yeah and totally yeah i mean you know even even a lot of older people that um that you know, felt conservative in a lot of areas were still like, well, I'm still going to take care of my health. Like I know vaccines are good because, you know, we've seen polio like again. And I think it's, you know, they've lived through this already. Like they have that, they have that life experience um, that comes with age. Right. When when we're that, that middle-aged population, they didn't really have to live through a pandemic. You know, they had what the, the early nineties when there were like a small TV outbreak in like Florida or something like from monkeys and then like what there's swine flu went through you know but swine flu was a big deal though i barely remember that though i wasn't in the know at that point in my young life i think we had i mean had technically we're still mm. living in an aids pandemic um technically um and the way you realize that is when so i've done a lot of oral history over the years and when you start talking to, when you let people of a certain age get honest with you about their younger years and they start talking to you about it, you're like, okay, you wouldn't <laughs> do that now, Skipper. <laughs> like you yeah, yeah, it's, it's a different time. They were raised in a different time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, right. There was a magical period where AIDS did, literally didn't really exist. I mean, it might have existed, but yeah. it didn't exist on a big level. So, right. Um, but we sort of adjusted to it. Have you dealt with any uh, upticks in heart attacks in the last year and strokes? Particularly among, you know, people in their 30s and 40s and 20s. Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. That that I... I couldn't speak because I uh, I don't work on those units. I just okay. work I work on an oncology unit, like a oh. general med surge and oncology. So I deal with a lot of cancer more than anything oh, else. Right. So uh, what what kind of uh, what kind of cancers are predominant in your town? Oh, in our town, uh, a lot a lot of a lot of bowel and bladder, uh, colon cancer, breast cancer. We have a, a high rate of cancer in this area because we're surrounded by so many uh, power plants. So our okay. air quality is bad and we get a lot of our water's questionable sometimes. Um, yeah. So we get a lot of cancer in this area because of those, those kind of environmental reasons, unfortunately. And what? we all know it and nothing gets done. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's not, I mean, I hear what you're saying and I, I agree with you, but I mean, can, I don't know, does your County have the wherewithal to build power plants or, there's just there's just three that surround um, the area yeah. that are about all about fifty miles away from each other and uh, three because we're right on the border of Kentucky as well, like we're right with Kentucky and Illinois. So, okay. and we're big coal and industrial, a lot of factories around here, a lot of yeah. um, industrial, you know, really 
you know, a lot of blue collar, blue collar jobs around here. So, um, yeah. So you can imagine like coal, yeah. you know, been a hot issue. So things like that, you know, have really hit this area a little bit. I think I've talked to some, in fact, I know I've talked to somebody else in your, in your vicinity. Uh, he talked about Dave Chappelle. Um, the episode was like of Dave Chappelle war and pills. And he <laughs> talked about, that's what I called it, but he talked about meeting Dave Chappelle, but he also talked about how his community was basically dying. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. what that looked like on a daily basis. Um, so what does that look like for, for you to see a, like a community sort of dying? So it's, it's odd. It's it definitely around. It's been hit or miss as like, so we have a lot of coal plants around because of the power plants. Mm-hmm. So, and as that gets, I guess there's less and less work. And as a few have shut down, we've had plants like Toyota um, increase production and kind of cycle those workers into there you know what i mean so we get a lot of trades like that i guess like we have a, a berry plastics here um that gets larger yeah. we have some chemical we have like chemical plants around here like we used to have bristol myers someone bought them out but um so we have a lot of plants like that around here so it's not hard i guess to keep a job for that kind of work around here um but you can definitely see it in some of the like more rural towns like around Evansville, um, you know, like when a coal plant shuts down, it's a big deal. Like you're just hoping for like a turkey farm or something to open up sometimes. Um, Because there's a lot of, you know, I mean, really poor areas, Mm. um, you know, just north and east of this area of Evansville. So. Mm -hmm. So are you, you're more on the Indiana side uh, versus I think he was in the Kentucky side. No, I'm definitely in Indiana. Don't confuse yeah. me with those heathens across the bridge. <laughs> so wait, okay, so it's literally like a bridge. It's literally like you're, you're going over a bridge. Literally a bridge. We call it the money-saving bridge because things are cheaper in Kentucky. <laughs> really? So, okay, I think maybe he lived in Kentucky. Um, so why are things cheaper in Kentucky? That's a good question. The gas is always the gas is specifically is always cheaper in Kentucky. I don't know if they have they have it they get it closer so transportation's cheaper. I don't know why their cars. I think maybe their state tax is a little lower. I think that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Um, but people go over to Kentucky to to yeah, buy gas yeah, so, or yeah. cars. We won't go over there to buy gas right now because you know it's ridiculous. But is it comparable to Ben and Jerry's the gas? Because around here it's literally you're. It's like Ben and Jerry's and gas are pretty much the same price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 full on at the five dollar threshold. So, yeah, painful, painful. Do I want chunky monkey or do I want gas? Decisions, decisions. The hardest decisions in life are those. Uh, well, I should say like Ben and Jerry's is is ice cream that is. Uh, very uh delicious and also very expensive uh <laughs> but yeah oh yeah oh ben and jerry's is good though i mean you you get what you pay for and it's quality right. quality quality stuff top notch <laughs> top notch buy gas instead people buy gas instead just kidding um all right so how do, so take me through 
Um, how, so you said like it's very your area is very vocal uh, against the vaccine. Would you say overall? Yes. Okay. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we we had a lot of there was a lot of healthcare workers that really did not want to get it. Um, really? That was a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and uh, and at October of last year, if you weren't vaccinated, um, at least with your first dose, you you were just let go. And I think that was a policy for both major hospital systems in this area. I think you um, talked about that to me. Like, I think you texted me that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, we had, there was a lot of healthcare workers. I mean, even, even doctors, a lot of, you know, I work with more yeah. nurses, um, but a lot of people just they're very hesitant about it still in this area. And, um, you know, which is surprising because, you know, I mean, I, you know, I respect your opinion. It's your, your body, your choice. I definitely stand by that. Um, but right. unless you were, you know, pregnant or had uh, some kind of other circumstance, some illness or anything like that. I just feel like that there should be enough educational backing that everyone would be on board with it. Especially um, at the, in the medical profession. Like, I don't understand. I don't get that, honestly. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it was as much I just don't want to get it versus a hesitancy to it because it was so new still. But by the time that we were yeah. required to get it, the vaccine had been out for a year. I um, could see. And, no, and let me tell you, through COVID, yeah. we weren't getting a bunch of people hospitalized with adverse reactions to a vaccine. Like we weren't getting that. We were getting people with COVID. So, okay. you know, I mean, we saw we, you know, we saw it firsthand. Um, so I don't understand. I mean, there was a there was a big I'm going to call it a rally uh, yeah. <laughs> in this town where people went out to protest healthcare workers having to mandatory get their vaccine. So I have a theory, right? All right, let's hear it. My theory is, here's my theory. Um, so we're, for historical purposes, like 100 years from now, we're essentially the same age, although we're not. But More or know, less. In 100 years, we're essentially going to be the same age right now. So let's think about it like this. Um, when I went to high school, when I went to elementary school, when I went to kindergarten, there was like a whole host of shots that somebody would have had to get mm -hmm. literally to darken the door to, to actually to darken the door. Right. Right. And what would usually happen would be like the mom or the grandma or some, usually a woman, you know, somebody right. who could take off work and let's face it back in the day, women could take off work easier, easier than the husband. So the woman takes the kid to the doctor, the kid gets the shots, and that's that. You don't talk about it at, at the supper table. You don't say why, because everybody knows why. Mm -hmm. Right? And then the kid grew up, and is the kid's now our age. And the kid might not literally remember getting the shot. You know, you might not that's remember true. that. You know? But still, I even... Going into high school, you had to get vaccinated for things. Uh, yeah, but 
the last time okay so uh, you think we'd be used to it by now literally like in the 30s there was a cholera epidemic in the southern part of my town in the southern part of my state Hmm. there was a cholera epidemic in the southern part of my state so i was going to go to college down there so i had to be vaccinated or whatever against cholera and i remember having to go like somewhere to get vaccinated against that okay okay how many people as an adult in in this country have to be vaccinated against something as an adult before covid oh i guess like none you see what i'm saying right like but i remember actually having to stop what i was doing and go to this place and cuz they didn't have the vaccine at my doctor's office i had to go to some right. special place to get it so what changed along the line that's the question how did yeah. we end up you know yeah. how like how i guess i guess growing up and becoming an adult you know um that literally what i said <laughs> i mean yeah I, you know like that, that's what i mean yeah like like that's the question like that, that's it what you just said you know like here we are yeah like i remember what while i was in the town i was in savannah was where it was like you could still meet like old people like really old people who remembered what cholera was and like whenever you they'd see somebody who was sick they'd be oh he doesn't have cholera because you know, I know what that looks like. Right. Yeah. So just saying. That's wild. It's wild it's because wild. yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause you know, we've had a lot of diseases roll through here and then it's like, this is the one that we all yeah don't agree on. Well, but like, like we just said, like, right. You know, before, before I got that vaccination, I, I know I got vaccinated because my family's a little different. We talk about vaccinations. We would talk about that Mm -hmm. because of my uncles. Right. But lots of families don't really talk about that stuff. Guaranteed. It's true. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Right. You don't talk about, you know, at the dinner table. You're right. Like, like you said, you know, right. Guarantee you. Um, and also, I mean, it, it doesn't help that the president came out and said what he said about, you know, whatever. That doesn't help matters at all. Um, no, it doesn't. But so you haven't so you're saying like you haven't seen near the COVID that you were seeing. What were your do you just anecdotally? What were your COVID numbers like in 21 and 20 and 20 and 21? As a whole, that's a good question. I know there were. Three, there were probably three full months there where our ICUs were just full. Okay. Um, mostly okay. with COVID. Um, I mean, COVID leaked up to, uh, on all the floors. I mean, like I said, I work on an oncology floor, and we had COVID patients, you know, like on the same floor. I and mean, we kept a lot of the, oh. you know, if we could keep people out of being hospitalized, we could. But, you know, yeah. you can still see, like, the overflow was a lot um, mm-hmm. for a while. And luckily, uh, our system had enough money mm. to keep us stocked with the equipment we needed. But mm. um, and there were still some times where things got a little, you know, like everywhere, it, got, it gets a little thin sometimes. Well, and that's how um, desperate it is because I remember, like, I had a friend die of cancer um, years ago. But 
going up to see him, you couldn't even have a cold. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah. and if you've ever talked to someone, you know, with cancer, it it's almost a little insulting not to want to protect people like that from getting these if you can. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times patients that would be up there uh, with some kind of cancer would ask, like, are, is there a lot of COVID patients in here? Or they wouldn't want to walk in the halls because mm-hmm. the fear of there being COVID patients around. So, I mean, it's a real fear that, I mean, you saw across the board with these mm-hmm. kind of patients, these, um, you know, susceptible individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, yeah, that's... I would, I would imagine. I mean, honestly, like, wow. Um, Which, you know, just, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You were the guest. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just going to say it really, you know, it really drove it home to me. That's what I guess I, I don't want to take too much of a bias, but, you know, it's definitely frustrating to see the amount of people locally and in this country that were so adamantly opposed to getting the vaccine. Um, you know, because I guess it's because I work with people that, you know, we talk about this vulnerable population on the news and things like that, but how many people, you know, everyone knows someone like that, but I don't know if, if you really know someone like that and, you know, if you've had a, an intimate moment with them or two and, you know, they express that fear, it's, it's different, you know, it hits a little harder and I, I don't want more people to experience tough situations like that. Although normalizing things like that would be a good thing for this country, but yeah. Um, I mean, I remember I, I it's very, frustrating. I very clearly remember it was among the people who were going to care about COVID. Right among the people that were going to be conscientious of COVID, that weren't in the medical field or whatever, um, when that Marlins player got it, and it was on the news and in the media, and like you could see him just in the bed at in Grady, that's yeah. when people started to be like, oh, "Okay, wait a second." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know? not not everybody's seen somebody like get intubated. Like, you know, mm-hmm. medical stuff's messy and and sloppy. So, I mean, it's not it's mm-hmm. controlled and scientific. But if you're watching it for the first time, it some of it looks just chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing like, images like that, I think we're good to put out there. Um, but and I've even uh, seen, and I wonder, like, I even have a theory that I wonder, like if you're not on Twitter or you're not on TikTok or whatever, like you don't see these little serendip or, you know, surreptitiously posted videos of people yelling at people in the hospital. Like I've seen yeah. on TikTok and Twitter and stuff. Like, I honestly wonder if you, if you don't have, if you don't see that, like, cause I've seen, I saw a video in Italy like two years ago of like people in the hospital, people in the hallway, like they were putting patients in the hallway in Italy. And I was like, okay, this is for real. Like, this is not like you were saying, like, this is not swine flu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is something else. Yeah. Cause I remember when we had, um, I remember when we had like, uh, H1N1, there was an H1N1 uh, thing running around. Mm-hmm. 
uh, years ago. Not, you know. I, I remember that. Yeah, that was like a. It was a. Ver- was it was like a version of the flu, right? Back in the day, so back in the time, was. Uh, in tw- in the twenty tens, is what I remember. That's when people you people used to think that was the Spanish flu. Um, even doctor, even like doctors used to think that. We don't. That's not. Met, that's, people don't think that anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, they don't actually know what the Spanish flu. Is. And see, that's the thing is getting back to what I was saying about experts changing their mind. Like when I started the show, I was doing a deep dive in the Spanish flu, and yeah. I, I read about how experts and doctors changed their mind about what the Spanish flu actually was. Because they, you know, people don't die of a seizure from the flu, right? The flu doesn't give you a seizure, okay? Right. Yeah, this is, again, something else. Spanish flu was something else. So they moved it from this was a flu to this is, we don't know what this was. But, so I remember when H1N1 came around, and I actually caught it back you know, in the 2010s. And I remember Ooh. the doctor, I literally remember this doctor look, handing me these pills and being like, he looked me in the face. Like I've never seen like a non-parental or relative figure look any, any look me in the face before. <laughs> like literally like this stranger looked me in the face and said, now son, you need to take every single one of these pills and get a lot of rest and drink a lot of fluids. Right. Right. He didn't tell me there's a better than good chance you have the Spanish flu. <laughs> but he did. Just, you know. We're going to leave that part out here. <laughs> <laughs> but he did tell. I'll never forget that. He looked me right in the face and he was like, son, he called. I was like in my 30s. He was like, son, listen to me. Take these pills, get lots of rest and drink lots of fluids. And take every single one of these pills and don't skip one. <laughs> Dude sent you out the door with his <laughs> fingers crossed, man. <laughs> well, uh. I'm here to talk about. But what I remember was, I literally remember going home, like going back to my apartment, and there was a. It was in downtown Atlanta back in that back in those days, and there was a huge iconic clock of with a Coca-Cola sign um, under it like a Coca-Cola moving sign under it because Atlanta is the home of Coke. And I literally remember looking at that clock and seeing that it was three o'clock or three 30 and I wasn't hungry. And I literally remember thinking, man, I must be sick because I haven't (sighs) eaten a thing all day and I'm like not hungry at all. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I literally yeah. remember going home, and I'm a big dude, and I literally remember going home and, like, making myself eat something. Just because, like, damn. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because well, at some point, you know, when you're sick, you have, I mean, you gotta eat. You gotta yeah. force yourself to eat sometimes. But I literally remember making, like, chicken noodle soup or something and making myself eat it. Like, eat this whole can. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, I remember H1N1 being a thing. But I don't, I don't know if I remember it being a thing in this area at all. I mean, I mean, it was in the 2010s, so. Yeah, and you're, you're mean, younger than I me sh- by a lot, by, you know, a bit, so. Yeah. I still be, you know, I was born in 90, so, you know, I still be 10 plus, so. See, 
this would have been like you were 21. Do you think a 21 year old kid yeah, would be yeah, interested I would, in COVID? I mean, you're interested in nah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, we saw that, you know, I mean, college kids were still going and partying uh, on the beach in droves when COVID was starting to hit. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't pay attention to that. That's true. Andy, talk to me yeah. about what do you think? Um, where, okay, uh, I'm going to say this correctly. In you know how like today, today, mm-hmm. today, if you told some somebody told you, I have typhoid, or so and so has typhoid, or whatever, right? Right. No one thinks typhoid is fake. There's not a single person you can find that thinks typhoid is fake. Right. Do Correct. You, do you think COVID nineteen will get like that with people? Or not. <laughs> Man, I am an optimistic person, so I want to say yes. <laughs> okay. However, it's gonna take some time. Yeah. And that's that's the sad part, is it'll take Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of years, I think, before it becomes everyone's just like, Oh yeah, that's something I should worry about or that's that's real. At minimum, that's real. Not maybe not. I mean, I'm. Am I concerned about COVID? Yes. I'm more concerned about COVID than monkeypox, or monkey. Definitely. Whatever you call it. Monkeypox. Yeah. I'm not concerned about monkeypox. I'm concerned about COVID, but I'm not. You know, I'm vaccinated. If Mm -hmm. if there's a booster available for me, when that happens, I'll go get it. But I'm not. I wouldn't say like I'm. I go around without a mask, unless I have to have a mask. Unless they tell me to have a mask, I'll. I'll mm-hmm. you know, Same for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. But honestly, like I'm not one of these people that's. I wouldn't say I'm living in fear. Definitely, definitely not. I. It feels like we're. We're well over the living in fear portion of this. Well over that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's even no yeah. more, like, fear-mongering. There hasn't been for a while. Okay. You know, at all about it, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. what's the deal? Okay, talk about, and one more question, uh, however long this goes is how long it goes, but yeah, one more yeah. question for you. Um, there's a thing I hear a lot about how certain people without putting a, like certain people are more susceptible to COVID as far as ethnicity than other groups of people. There's a thing I constantly hear about that. Is that true or probably not? But is that true? Um, like certain ethnicities or like, you know, Latino or. I think that is a tough question to answer because I think that it would, you'd almost want to look at the data because is it that they're more susceptible because um, there's more minorities in poverty kind of thing, like percentage wise, Are, are, are these groups more susceptible because of living conditions or is it something more um, like African-Americans are more susceptible to, High blood pressure, hypertension. Cell, that's a fact. And sickle cell, and sick or... as as well, and that's yeah. just a fact. They they teach us that in nursing school. Um, like 
that's a thing. Mm. So I think more, you'd have to look into that a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? Mm. As far as, you know, is it that there's just less health care access to these people? Or is it that there's just something in their genetic makeup that's going to make them more sick? I mean, there's a lot of questions and a lot of good science, I think, that's going to come out of this pandemic um, in the long run that we're going to find out a lot of good things. Um, And good thing this wasn't like a you catch it and 25% of the people who get it die kind of pandemic, kind of a dry run for when that one hits us. So hopefully we, you know, learned a little bit and... So my theory, my actual theory is maybe these people have more service jobs. Um, right. That's know, true. Like maybe, like I could totally see where if you were somebody that you had a service job and you literally had to stand there, had to like say if you were a a, a station agent, that's something in my town. Like mm-hmm. if you were a station agent in the subway system and you had to stand there and talk to people like all day, every day, I could see it. Or like if you're a librarian and you have to stand there and talk to people all day, every day, I could see that. Because um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, not a lot, but I think there are people who can choose to avoid people, even in their job. Definitely. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, people, all the people that were out there essential working at fast food restaurants through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, a lot of times a lower socioeconomic job that more people have anymore as opposed to your average high schooler, it feels like, which is something. Yeah. That's, the <laughs> observation right. me, you know, that's, yeah. that's something interesting that maybe we should look at. Maybe uh, we should. <laughs> we agree. This is an agreement yeah. that we have. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when I go around, I don't see young people working behind a cash register too much. No. So there are these jobs that, that, you know, people and, you know, depending on where you are, populations hold that, uh, you know, you're trapped in a small kitchen with 10 other people all day. You know, one person has it. You know, you have a lot higher chance to, to catch on to these. So, mm-hmm. um, which, which was, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, you've mentioned it before on this is, how this pandemic was especially hard on the lower class, you know, like mm-hmm. on people that didn't have the access and they were forced out and things, you know, you've, you've spoken about this and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you just hate to see it. It just feels like we, we do so many people a vast injustice sometime for the, for the benefit of a few, the benefit of most people. I'm not even sure who benefits anymore. Well, also, I mean, and here's something I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, I, I don't know if you can speak with actual data on this or not, but one of the, if I were to wear a tinfoil hat for a second, um, I think far more people got sick and or died from COVID than we understand because I've talked to people all over the place for my show and mm-hmm. they'll tell me, even if it's not directly about COVID, they'll tell me things like, um, you know, so-and-so had a heart attack and they were, they were 30 years old and they just had a heart attack, you know? Yeah. Or... And you know, some of that could just be the, the stress of the times, 
mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. unhealthy behavior, uh, which is punishing. Man, the middle class is punishing. <laughs> let me tell. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, let me tell everybody. Like it's it's hard out here, and um, yeah, thirty year olds. You know, we're we're in the thick of it right now. Like we are the working class, and. Um, I, yeah. I'll say in the last year, you know, you've probably seen a few more of them get sick, I'd say, you know, with well, various like, things. And the other thing, I mean, we're both American. My audience, I have an international audience. Um, so to have COVID, you first have to have insurance, right? You have to have the wherewithal to be able to go to the doctor to, for the doctor to diagnose you with COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I so, mean, you, you can you can go without insurance. But it's it's going to be expensive. But I mean, you can you can go somewhere without insurance. Yeah, but I, I, I was. Yeah. I mean, try, I wasn't trying to make a correlation like, oh, God, it's only the people that insured. No, I wouldn't say. Oh, that. no, no, you're good. I'm saying like, honestly, like there's just a lot of people. Right. They did never got diagnosed with this that ended up dying from it. Oh, for sure, for Guarantee sure. It. Or like you, you had. Um, I've heard stories about like so. I interviewed uh, two different grocery store workers anonymously, yeah. and one of them told me a story about. I don't remember the number. I don't actually remember the number, but one of them told me like a phenomenal number of people just in their area in the store, not even in the store total, just yeah. in their area in the store. Who had died. Oh, dang. Died. (laughs) Right. And it's like, it wasn't like, so yeah. And I've heard, I've had some of my COVID episodes don't actually make the air. Like I have COVID episodes that don't actually make the air because what will happen is it'll either be where they realize I can't talk to you officially, or they'll say, Oh, I just talked about, you know, I talked for 30 minutes about so-and-so. So we right. can't do that. So I'll hear stories about, like, you know, that don't actually make the air, where it's like, okay, like, we're not, you know, like, because of our different medical laws or whatever, we're not telling people the real dangers here, is what I feel like. You know. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I I definitely think they're you know you, yeah. and maybe it's maybe it's probably not right to be dishonest. It's not right to be dishonest, but you know maybe a little you know a little buffer in place to prevent mass hysteria or something. You know, I mean, not that it's right, but uh, yeah, I said well, I, 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 I mean, it's hard to say if it was downplayed. I mean, it almost depends on where you got your information from through it all. Well, right, and also like. You know, like I've heard, um, it was, I'll say this, it was really scary in the very beginning. Definitely. In the, before some, even like before March 14th, right? Like you Mm -hmm. had people who told me later, like this and such would happen, that and such would go on, right? And blah, blah, blah. And, um, mm. well, we thought this was the big one in the beginning. I did. I told yeah, you. Oh, definitely. Oh, Absolutely. God, I thought it was, and maybe it's cause I was reading about the Spanish flu. 
<laughs> but uh, I literally thought, like, this is scary. This is frightening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was was scary at first. I uh, yeah. I would I'd a uh, I had just had my first child like a few months before it really hit too, mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and then in the beginning, you know, especially you know with your PPE and going in these rooms, everyone was you know horribly cautious in the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, as we should, you know, as everybody should have been, because and nobody really knew, and because nobody knew. I think it's also fair to say for I think it's also important I should say uh for posterity or whatever you know there was actually this period of time where even doctors didn't know that oh this causes heart attacks or whatever like Mm -hmm. you know like that yeah we've uh i've heard i've heard this quote before but you know we've got to almost see the scientific process play out in real time and that i think is what freaked a lot of people out i think that actually created skeptics I, actually, I believe it. Yeah, that created yeah. skeptics for, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, um, definitely created a lot of talking points. You know, like you said, we didn't have to wear a mask. Now we need to. Now we can't wear cloth masks. Now we have to wear regular masks. Now we have to do this, and it's, yeah, it's tough. And yeah. it's. I think it's interesting that you know where people decide to fight with experts on. What do you mean? Because if I brought a plumber to my house and he started fixing my toilet i would never tell him how to do his job because i have no idea about plumbing so (laughs) you know like who am i to tell like the cdc like oh no you're yeah you don't know what you're talking about man you haven't you know like (laughs) who am i to say that i i just i think that's kind of wild too a little bit um you know it's just funny to me like where people pick their battles and I, i'm sure i know i pick my battles too i'm sure i got some wrong opinions here and there but uh, just, it's just it's funny how we argue with these experts and it's almost how the word expert has been like i don't know doesn't feel as strong it's still devalued now through well, so all this I, run, I feel like and i hear what you're saying and i totally agree with you but i run a google auction for my show yeah and it's, I actually did an episode about this with a person because I think it's important for folks to understand the level that a lot of what we see on our screens actually is not accidental. It comes from our search history. Like Google, Google is making decisions about who you are as a person. Our algorithm overlords. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these decisions can be hilarious. I'll give you an example. Um, I don't know who Amber Heard is. I, I had to Google who Amber Heard was. Okay. And I was like, okay, I've seen a couple of these movies, but I've never, like, I've seen a bunch of them, but I've never said, oh, I want to see an Amber Heard movie. I've never said that. Never. Never said that. So I'm over here like, talking to ukrainian folks and i'm talking about this i'm talking about that i'm doing my thing blah 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 i don't have time to care about the johnny depp amber heard trial i don't have i don't have time to care right my google news however thinks i do for reasons i cannot understand (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) 
Like, what's trending on Twitter? Like, who decides that, you know? Like, you, you know, I feel like you just get fed things. So, yeah. Or you I mean, say honestly, you're looking to buy a car and then Google starts suggesting used cars for ads, you know? Or, like, here's a funny one. So, right now, like, I'm talking to you. So, I, I run all day, every day. I run a personal uh, Google account for me and mm-hmm. a Google account on a separate browser for my podcast. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's hysterical literally hysterical if oh because you, you get a side by side of the different algorithm or this the algorithms at work oh if you go on my google if i go on youtube on my google account for my podcast i'll get a bunch of tech bros in man buns and t-shirts trying to get me to invest in crypto because i've interviewed <laughs> crypto people right i'm right? serious i'm serious okay and on this so i'm talking to you right now because of chrome so i'm talking to you on my personal google account because of because it's set up on chrome right now right so in my in my youtube ads on this i'll get like um you know local stuff for like this and such wing place or like for some reason google knows that i'm a man that loves a chocolate chip pancake (laughs) <laughs> which is both true and mysterious. Like, how does Google know that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a little terrifying, you know? Like, it's cool you know what I shop for, but when you start knowing what I want to eat, like, ugh. And also, I haven't had a chocolate chip pancake in decades. So how do you know that? Like, how do you know that I'm like, yes, I want to eat that, but I'm not gonna. But... <laughs> <laughs> right? Hmm. Hmm. Just saying. <laughs> oh yeah. No, the algorithm stuff's terrifying. Like, I mean, it's how we live our life and it runs the world at this point, I'm but, sure. Yeah, but so like if you're somebody that you're conservative, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to shove you conservative stuff. Where if you're liberal, it's going to shove you liberal stuff. And we don't talk about that. The only people who talk about that are, are people like me, content creators. Right. And it's it's important. It's important to talk about. And look, I don't care. I don't care right now for the purposes of this discussion if you vote Republican or Democrat or DSA or whatever. But you right. need to understand that Google, you're seeing things on Google based on assumptions that somebody is making about you or that an algorithm is making about you. Like, yeah, and you see that I see that really on YouTube because I use YouTube to watch um, music videos. Right. Okay. So YouTube has a pretty good idea of my taste in music. Okay. At least as mm-hmm. far as I've seen it on YouTube. Right. Just saying. Right. Just saying. So I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we need to, we should get the algorithm. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, people have the bias, you know, everyone has their bias on, you know, you're, you're fed what you look for. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like, I haven't looked for a chocolate chip pancake in years, literally years, but how come I see this diner that's selling them? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, it's you know? scary. It's scary stuff. The algorithm, it's going to get you, but I, if only we could get it to work for us instead of against us. Now, I don't know if it's working against us, but like I just assume most super large gigantic entities 
are working against this. I think that's the safer way to approach it. I Here's the thing I would, I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but here's the thing I want. I would love if I could just email Google a thing to be like, hey, I don't care about Amber Heard or Johnny Depp. Okay, I don't care. I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I, I'm, I don't care. Can yeah. you please get rid of that? <laughs> yeah, and right. Very few times does it ask you, is this what you want? Is this interesting? Is this relevant? Or, so I had a guy on, I had a person on my show, and they said this that I thought was okay. If you tell Google that you don't want to see that, Google will send you more of it. Ooh. Because it likes the angry comments or the your, the interactions with it, if they they show you things you dislike, because it's like all you're doing is interacting with it, and that's all they want. They, that's actually what they want you to do. Because oh, you're clicking that you don't want to see it more. I get it. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. See, see, see. So there. So I can say this is somebody who runs a Google ad campaign. The object of these Google ads is to get you to interact with Google. It's to get you to stay in Google. It's not to inform you of anything. It's to get you to use Google. Right. Yeah. Because I'm sure they're doing so, more with your numbers than you are, you know? Yeah. And actually, so my Google, so I have uh, right at about 300,000 interactions with my podcast on Google. Mm. Talk about the power. Talk about the power of a dollar, you know. So if you're throwing real money at this, like if you're throwing real actual money at this, yeah, like you could really, really, really start to see where this goes. And oh, also, yeah. like I can, I can show you if you if you were sitting here with me, I could show you on my screen. I can see how old these people are. I can see what what OS they use. I can see like what they're browsing on, like what the device is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you think about that, right? Right. And I can drill down. Like if I wanted to, I could sell ads to a street in the world, like a specific street. So that's very specific. That's very targeted advertisement. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think we'll ever get past it? No. And actually what I really think is I think we have to start teaching people. Like I legit honestly think we have got to start teaching people the way like honest to God, like this is what's happening because look, if you're somebody that you didn't like Bill Clinton and you didn't like Hillary Clinton and you know, so if the Washington Post is saying good things about the Clintons or, or whatever, right? So you mm-hmm. don't want to see that. So they're going to, so Google knows, okay, show them stuff from this place, right? Or from right. this website or whatever. Okay. 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 And what if that, because here's the thing Vladimir Putin, until he decided to invade Ukraine, enjoyed the same First Amendment rights that I do in this country yeah think about that that's serious that is it really is here's something i learned years ago vladimir putin was in the government knew this the u.s government knew this 
Vladimir Putin was paying people to sit in America and write blogs about how terrible the U.S. was on both the left and the right. Because all yeah. Vladimir Putin wanted to do was sow dissension. Exactly. So Russia would pay... Russia sends money to both the far right and the far left politically in this country. Think about that. That's uh, scary to think about. Exactly. You know, it, you know, but when we heard, I feel like we heard a lot of this talk, you know, um, through the last election cycle with the, you know, who's really pulling the strings, you know? Yeah. But it, it was all, it was all, I mean, it was all slanted one way. Obviously, you know, you say Russia is sending to both parties, which you know, I believe. I mean, because their goal is to sow dissent, like you said, because that's how I think you, if you were going to crumble America, you got to do it from the inside out. But here's, but here's the other thing, right? So what if there's nobody at the switch at Google? Like, what if it actually is just a Google algorithm, right? And nobody's, right. nobody out there is thinking. Should I, should I perhaps maybe show these people, um, instead of showing them this, I should show them that, you know? Yeah. Just saying. I mean, that's I think, I, I actually disagree. I think we're, we might get past this whole data thing one day. So you see more, I see in my, in my algorithm, <laughs> I see more, um, advertisements and ads for services like like brave browser like vpns things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i feel like this younger generation coming up is a little bit more cognizant of privacy online as far as like how to actually have privacy online um because mm-hmm. their tools are out there and they you know they've been born in it integrated and it molded by it uh i use the brave i use brave i have brave open right now um yeah on a separate browser so why don't and, I love and, Brave? So why don't you tell people what it is? Oh well, Brave browser. <laughs> Brave is a internet browser that ensures your privacy, and it's free. And it's just like like a Google Chrome. It's like kind of the same same deal. Good browser, just hide your data. So that way, yeah. whenever you click on things, Google doesn't just take your data and then sell it to people for you know for free which is the real shame. And um, I know the last, the last lecture saw when Andrew Yang was a candidate that, that ran, he actually had a really good idea about taxing these mm. large internet companies for your data and then returning that to people in their pockets because it's our data. It's our thing. So I, I think that um, I mean, I could see, I can see a timeline where maybe a hundred years from now, maybe not even that long, maybe yeah. 60 years from now, you know, data privacy and kind of the war against Google taking your data and selling it for free kind of comes to a thing where, you know, that's not as much out there and you have to like you know, opt into it more or something. I don't know, but so, we'll probably opt in cause they'll, there'll be Facebook, you know, 8.0 and we'll all click on the terms and conditions and agree to it. And they'll see, take our data anyway. I think here's what I think. I think um, I think you're right. I think because I use Brave and I was an early. I found out I was a very early adopter of Brave. I was using it when it was in. Uh, I don't even think it was in beta yet when I was using oh. it. Honestly, um, but I, I, you know, I used to use it to uh, to go to certain um, laboratory websites in Asia 
and uh, look at COVID data, for example. Mm. Um, so it's it's very useful. Um, but I do think you're right. It's a certain cohort of folks are going to be much more data savvy. But yeah. I, I think here's what I notice as a podcaster that people just because you're young does not mean you're technologically savvy. Right? That's true. Like honestly, and do you really okay? So, who knows more about computers in your family? Like, you or your parents? Me. Okay. So, think about this. You say you have a kid. Do you want your kid to be taught uh, about the internet in a school by a teacher two generations older than your kid? (laughs) No. But I do they do they still do computer classes? Is that a thing still? I don't know. Um, I've heard they do. Uh, I don't know how you would, because here's the thing: like when VR becomes real, becomes more real, becomes something that people have, like they have smartphones. Um, right. We're going to be in a whole another world of situations. <laughs> That is the next step in our evolution to AI and a virtual world. The matrix, oh, if you will. I, you know, I think it's either going to be this epic scam or something amazing. And it really depends on what corporate America wants to do with it. Mm, terrifying. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I think the technology could be cool, but I don't think Facebook is going to. I don't trust Facebook. For sure, for sure. The are we going to trust the next one that comes out though? You know, whatever is the next one is TikTok, and I don't trust TikTok, but I use it. Um, um I don't know what the one after that's going to be. <laughs> there, there will be another one. I mean, we had Vine, then we there was TikTok, and that'll be something else. There always is. There's always the next thing, but. <laughs> right. Which you know, with with you know, with that in mind, like maybe we will never get our data back because. We'll just keep downloading the next TikTok and agreeing to its terms and conditions and letting it take our search history. So, but you know, at the same yeah. time, you know, we, we have more conversations like this though, and more people are aware that we could change it and we could actually have our data, um, especially as if younger people go into office and, you know, people that understand how so, the internet works a little bit better. So, I mean, this is a, you know, judge me for life choices or not, but I got went to college for history. Um, among other things, I went to college for history. Um, and one of the things they were talking about, like in the 50s, in like the 30s and 40s and 50s, was the ramifications that telephones would have on society. Like how important mm. important things would happen over a phone and then it would disappear. Okay. And this was something okay. that a certain cohort of people were saying a lot. And then around 1970, that, that talk died down because everybody got used to phones. So my idea is, I think we're going to talk about it, but I don't know if your two year old's going to talk about it. 
That's true. You know. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, you're right. You it, history repeats itself, as they say. And like, I know a guy, I know a, a man younger than either one of us, and he has no problem at all buying a Chinese phone. And mm. me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, buddy. I don't know if I'm no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about what Yahweh or whatever. Hmm. It's uh, it's it's questionable, you know. And, yeah. uh, it, it, and you know, who, I mean, you know, technology that takes our data. Maybe war will be all robots one day, and or just internet warfare. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, kind of how Russia's planting seeds from the inside out on America. You know, like on you know sowing discord. Like you know, more countries get behind things like that. Maybe that's how how silent warfare is waged going going forward you know the things like that it's technology and the internet you know social media brings up a lot of a lot of questions for the future i think i like to try to stay like i said earlier i like to try to stay optimistic about the future a little bit but there's i have yeah. a lot of concerns especially as i have kids and yeah they always know. tell me kids are the way to see the future like, i mean I, I had concerns before but you know especially with mm-hmm. you know well, thank the big you. issues of society, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, uh, thanks a lot. I could talk to you all day long, but at the same time, I can't. So, <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you for coming, and thank you for you can come back anytime. Um, you know, I appreciate that, Ben. Stay safe out there in uh, Evansville. Um, yeah, absolutely. You uh, you stay safe down there in mm-hmm. the Atlanta. dirty, the dirty, dirty. <laughs> now my mom's gonna why did you both call it dirty dirty never mind <laughs> <laughs> all right man well it was good talking to you i appreciate you having yeah. me on again and uh yeah, yeah. i'm gonna take it easy have a anytime, good rest of your day brother anytime thank you sir you too bye now Thanks.